0: Tony TV.
1: Inspiring people across the planet to be a little kinder and a little more gentle with each other. Delivering inspirational TV, one story at a time, from my lounge to yours. I'm your host, Tony Lontis. good evening everyone and welcome to our listeners joining us live from america canada the u.s all across the u.s Uh, Germany Russia and the UK Um, welcome back to everyday business I'm your host Tony Lontes, and I actually have not one but two guests today but before I introduce them to you here's what you need to know in the background we have the wonderful payo in the Philippines listening ready and waiting to take your comments questions and send you the links about anything that we talk about in the show today please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel we love you and we want you to subscribe to the channel that would be fantastic and of course if you miss this show and want to catch up on any of the replays jump on to binge TV USA here I go TV USA and of course the Tony TV channel app available on all Roku LG and Samsung smart TVs across the planet now something that is very close to my heart and that I want to implement across all our shows in 2022 is a very australian uh, introduction called welcome to country and it goes a bit like this uh, in recent years government departments agency as well as private and public organizations and corporations have put in place protocols that recognize and pay due respect to the original inhabitants of australia Uh, and this is has occurred uh, within the context of the national reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians and it goes like this i respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugambeh language region which is the gold coast in southeast queensland australia the traditional owners of the land on which we meet and broadcast and pay my respect to the elders past and present and all aboriginal and torres strait islander peoples today and especially those of you that are listening on the show now I have the extra special privilege of having two wonderful women on the show today, Dorothy Graham and Kimberly Genevieve. and I hope I pronounced that correctly, and they are from The Unstoppable Overcomers. Now, here's what you need to know about Dorothy. She was born and raised in Ontario, Canada, and you know how much I love Canadians, considering my brother married one 30 years ago, and she's turned the love her love of books into her next career writing them. She loves to help people succeed in life. And when she's not writing or reading, she's helping her community or spending time with her beautiful family. Dorothy is also a life coach and speaker and host of her own show. Her purpose is to make sure that people do not feel alone or unworthy and she believes every life matters a conversation that we alluded to before the show went live she's dedicated herself to helping others overcome their obstacles and learn to feel empowered to move forward in their life and to share their own unique story and the beautiful kimberly is currently focused on the art of serial entrepreneurship her ability to provide fertile space for radical accomplishments is unprecedented she has spent her life obsessed with being not just a uh, creating a uh, Pardon me, let me do that again. She has spent her life obsessed with not just being the difference, but making a difference. She is not satisfied until this difference is achieved, including mastering the art of creating consistent, reliable, miraculous results through authentic self expression with freedom, ease and love present. Isn't that beautiful? In every new company that she establishes, she is committed to being the gateway for the growth of the people within her care she is a team management and leadership program classroom leader for landmark worldwide and amongst all of her accomplishments she also re- remains married to her husband gary keller and is the founder of yeah. keller uh, sorry keller williams real- realty so real estate I'm getting my words tumbled today. That's what happens when you have too many things on in your day. She has blazoned uncharted trails and over many economies over many decades. And I am really privileged to have both of you ladies' presence today. And I just want to start with a quote It takes 20 seconds of insane courage to change your life and for me sometimes that 20 seconds is the opening remarks of each and every show hello ladies good evening and welcome to the show how are you Dorothy
2: I am amazing (laughs) thank you for having us on here it's uh, been a pleasure getting to know you Tony
1: oh thank you and Kimberly you're in the US
0: how are you I, I'm doing fantastic, and I do need to clean something up. I'm not married to color, <laughs> so you know I. Just, so, so those of you out there, <laughs> just want to get drop. cleaned up. <laughs> Um, I, am I'm married to the incredible Stephen Genovese. Um, and I've had the privilege of getting to work with Gary Keller, um, and also be a part of Keller Williams Realty company, uh, globally. And so, yeah, um, just so so we can collapse those two (laughs) (laughs) before before we go any further. (laughs) Oh,
1: dear, dear. And that's what makes hosting yeah just that's what makes hosting live shows so beautifully perfect in its imperfection so i firstly wanted to talk to each of you about life up until this point so let's start with dorothy can you tell us a little bit about you growing up and your path in life so far
2: sure uh i grew up in i thought was a normal home Um, I have two amazing parents and I, um, but I, you know, I was overweight and I was bullied all through school for that weight, uh, which led to low self-esteem and which led to, um, me being vulnerable to being in an abusive relationship because I just, I, I didn't know any better. I didn't think I could get anything better. I settled, um, which turned into a nightmare um Mm -hmm. as well growing up my parents were were amazing parents but they didn't take care of themselves health-wise so there was a lot of different um you know health issues from heart and stroke to diabetes to my 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 dad uh, had cancer Uh, recently passed away from from that. And so it's just been a cycle of never ending chaos with health issues. And um, my dad's brother took his life Christmas day, it'd be 24 years ago now. So Uh I was no stranger to overcoming each obstacle that was there and overcoming everything that was thrown at me. And um, mental health was really and the rampage within my family both uh more well anxiety on my mom's side and depression on my on my dad's side so it was lonely at different times and it but you know i wouldn't change anything and you know that made me the person i am today because i believe i went Mm -hmm. through everything so that i could help other people and when you're going through those moments it can be extremely lonely at times and i just that's why i started sharing my story because i thought well you know i don't want other people to feel that way so yeah so that's pretty much me in a nutshell (laughs)
1: fantastic and kimberly tell me about you Sure. Um,
0: so, do you want childhood? Do you just want a little like
1: whatever you would like to share with the yeah. audience that gives them a background
0: of who Kimberly is? Sure. Fantastic. Um, so, I was blessed to get to live through multiple divorces and households, um, and the and when I say blessed, the, the opportunity it's created for me is you know, at 57, I've gone through so many different scenarios and situations um, that it gives me access to be able to relate to people and in life in, in such, such a great way where I can really be in their world and they know that I can be in their world. Um, and also I'm, I'm gifted with empathic abilities and so there's just uh, the ability to be present and be with another life form um on any level is just i'm so grateful for it and to be at this point in my life where i'm so crystal clear the difference that um fun and laughter make for people to to experience their lifetime um no matter what they're dealing with in such a way i um For those of you who are aware or not aware about um, uh, Bob Saget passing, right? Um, One of the things uh, he lived by is that, you know, laughter is the greatest medicine. And I keep hearing it over and over. RuPaul and, you know, just, and so I'm just, at this time in my life, I find myself hitting this beautiful, beautiful stride and just so grateful for my life that I get to, you know be a uh, joint venture with dorothy and and spreading love and laughter and fun as a basis for the canvas of life for all life to be celebrated and to experience so that's my joy.
1: yeah um That's wonderful to hear that for both of you lovely ladies I've had similar conversations this week about women in our 50s and from a world perspective sometimes we seem invisible to the world but gosh there's such a wealth of experience such a joy in sharing that experience there's a confidence and comfort that comes when you get to this age and that was my next question how did you Dorothy and you Kimberly connect and then go oh let's do a show together what was that story like Dorothy you first
2: sure um, just backing up one step first um, yes before the show so I was you know being I just shared with you my, my, my background yes. and how I was raised and things like that. So I was the shy introverted child that didn't want to be center of attention, but I had a story and I knew I, for years, God had been telling me, write this book, write this book and get it out. And I'm just like, there's no way. No, no, no. <laughs> I said, I'm familiar not. with that. Yeah. And, and then he, he kept on bugging me for five years and yes I'm very <laughs> stubborn in my opinion on what I'm gonna do and what I'm not gonna do so I said I don't have the time well then the pandemic hit and he says girl now's your time <laughs> so I wrote my book in three months got it out to the world and then I thought okay so it's and, and then you know I'm I'm sure you both can relate I'm we we all written books so you know how do we get this out to the masses and this little yes. girl from from Windsor Ontario has nobody knows who the heck she is so you know I I was out there I was on a bunch of different podcasts and you know people started to know who I was and then I would start going live on my face I had a coach to tell me you have to go live every day on your Facebook profile and about whatever you whatever God tells you to do so it's just like you get your phone you click it on you go live and what ever God's prompting you to do, that's what you do. So I did that. I did that for an entire year. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so so I started to gain a little bit of a following. And I'm like, okay, and people were like, just when I was ready to give up because I'm like, no one's commenting, no one's saying nothing, then all of a sudden, I had these people say, I really love what you're doing. Thank you for sharing. You're very vulnerable. Like I shared every experience possible that I came across. And so people, you know, some people thought, well, why are you even sharing that? I'm like, because there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. There is somebody out there that's going through the same thing. But I, I'm the one that has the nerve to say it. And, Mm -hmm. and so I was just like, okay. But then I got to thinking, you know, because I was meeting so many different, incredible people that had different stories. And I'm like, and my philosophy is everybody in the world has a story to share and we are all connected to different people. And by not mm-hmm. sharing our story, somebody could die. It, literally somebody right. could die if you don't share Absolutely. your story. So Absolutely. I thought, okay, this is great. I like sharing my story and I still do, but I mean, I wanna hear from other people. So that's why mm-hmm. I, I saw actually on LinkedIn, this guy was doing a streaming class. And I'm like, well, what is that? So I jumped into this course and it was all about live streaming. So I'm like, I'm already doing the lives on Facebook. And God kept prompting me to go to LinkedIn. So yes, that's what I did. And I I took this course and I'm like, oh God, I was so nervous. I'm like, I don't (laughs) want to do this. I'm like, but, and I'm like, oh, this is so hard. But the funny thing is I, I loved it. Like I am rejuvenated when yes. I interview somebody. Yes. And like I could be tired all day yes. long. I have a full time job and I coach yes. and I do. Yes. You know, get you know yourself, Tony, when you're trying to get ready for a show, yes. it's not just Absolutely. It's not just push play. Like you gotta it's you a gotta cue it, you gotta do everything, you gotta download it, yes. you gotta get it yes. out to the masses. Yes. So I'm like, okay. So I, I just kept interviewing people. And the more people I interviewed, the more people it's just like, this is amazing. And so Ooh. I had met some two incredible women at the beginning of, of 2021. Um, and these women are like sisters. And these women had a um, we had a set morning group. So in the Saturday morning, there <laughs> is now eight of us. But they introduced me to Kimberly. And yeah. so my, the unstoppable overcomers, it, you know, it could be really serious at times. We take people through a deep dive, yes. you know, of people's lives, and we are very real. We are th- real raw and we are vulnerable on the show. And, mm. but we do that because we want people to know that they're not alone in their circumstances. So yeah. when I met Kimberly, Kimberly is like, well, God says we should do this. <laughs> and I'll leave it to Kimberly to do the next part. <laughs> fantastic over to you Kimberly
0: yeah so in, in our collaboration and and really just you know holy spirit you know guiding us every step of the way um was this this uh, overwhelming message of having the show end on a high note having it and you know and really leaving you know it's rich as the show is so rich and luxurious and and um deep um and and sometimes intense right and um yeah absolutely intentionally right you know um so that that they're left at the end of the show though in some form of laughter and lightness and and executable steps um that they're able to access from the guests um so we, we just we just dorothy and i just had a ball Um, letting the Holy Spirit lead us and take us where there is to go. And so, um, because inside of my personal journey, you know, having a full-time show, at least at this point in my life, is not a match. But to be the roving reporter, being on location, going to, you know, um, that, hey, I'm not going to give away our location for next week. (laughs) And um, and it is not in the Midwest. So, um, uh, you know, uh, just really watching um holy spirit align us and create this beautiful rhyme and rhythm and harmony of a song uh it, it's really becoming quite spectacular it's a real gift
1: fantastic so dorothy and kimberly both of you have had to overcome certain things in life and dorothy is that the reason why the show is called unstoppable overcomers and do you want to just ta- talk a little bit more about that particularly about the the mental health because um as you know i've had my own mental health bas- uh, battles and i try to talk about it as often as possible simply because i remember the stigma of that diagnosis and the sting and had i not felt that i would have got a help sooner and would have experienced healing and a more fulfilling life had i not allowed that to hold me back so i am absolutely passionate about talking about people's mental health and you actually don't need a diagnosis to experience periods of time in your life when you're over anxious you're depressed it doesn't have to be a continual life diagnosis every one of us um, will experience depression of some shape or form throughout our lives uh, for some of us we're unlucky enough to have that as a continual battle but for others it'll just be a, a period of space at time so um, I wanted to talk to you about those battles for you Dorothy and what they looked like and how you sort of got to the other side
2: So, yes the show is absolutely it started off with uh overcomers for sure because the title of my book mm-hmm. was the overcomer facing challenges with yes. faith and courage so i had put out there and actually uh monique hubert from windsor ontario i had put out a, a thing saying okay i know part of the show has to be overcomers what's the second what's the first part and she's yeah. she came up with unstoppable so i'm like and that is, is <sighs> ironic how it how i landed on that and so mm. I, I gave her a free copy of the book so that she, for helping me come up with the title. Yes. But yes, um, definitely depression has definitely, throughout mm. my lifetime, has definitely been something that I battled. Uh, when I was in my uh, abusive relationship, um, my personal one, mm-hmm. I was I was depressed. And then when I, I worked for a trucking company back then and things were... Crazy And it was uh, abusive in there professionally as well. I mean, when I first started, there was uh. a phone whiz by my head because <laughs> the, the husband and wife <gasps> would, would get into a battle. And after nine years, I mean, there, there was a lot going on within that job. And I was in this relationship and trying to find a way out. And I was actually clinically diagnosed with depression. Um, I don't yeah. share that story too often, but I'm willing to share it. Um, clinically diagnosed and I was on antidepressants and I I'm the type of person that don't put me on a medication because I will find a way to get off of it I do not like taking (laughs) I do not like taking I have kept on my I have kept on my high blood pressure (laughs) so I'm still here but um
0: see that's the other
1: thing dorothy it's i don't think we inherently like having to take something that is external to us however we all inherit genetics and Mm -hmm. if you're predisposed to high blood pressure and stroke and you got a lot of things that you want to do well you want to make sure that that doesn't happen hey so uh and i know that i had the same battle and i there was that struggle about oh i need to get off this once i've got this and got it under control i need to get off this mm-hmm. but sometimes you can't and
2: that's okay isn't it yeah. yeah and and like this like i said this is just my story so like take yes take it or don't take it yes if your doctor tells you to be on the medication then take your medication but for me um i okay so through my some of my parents journey I had seen people become addicted to medication and I've seen the addictions and I didn't like it and that that was that's part of my reason for trying to get off that Mm. so I I told my doctor because my doctor for two years had begged me to quit the job and to get out of my relationship and I didn't I thought okay there's a way I could I can try and make this work I can try and make this work you know something has to be wrong with me and I will make this work my blood pressure at that time was 160 I think 178 over 150 at the time. So he's like, okay. And I was getting cluster migraines. So I was depressed. I was getting migraines Ooh. and my blood pressure is ready to stroke out. So yeah, I went on the de- the antidepressants and I said, okay, I'm giving this three months to work. If it doesn't work, I'm off of it. And so he agreed that, you know, he would work with me, even if I had to show up at his office every week, just to, just to make sure that everything was kosher, yeah. my numbers were good. So... I can remember this is the type of guy I was with when I told him I was on antidepressants he goes well that's great that's just gonna ruin your sex life but I'm like that's all you have to say I just came home and I told you that he put me on this because like I was I wasn't because you're in a, a bad way I, right I wasn't suicidal but, but yes I was, I was close but it's still you know and it, like i said mental illness run ran in my family so i was just like i wanted a precaution so when he told me that i just looked at her and i like okay whatever obviously the relationship didn't last <laughs> and god <laughs> saved me from that relationship and uh i ended up there was an incident that happened at work and um i'm very integrous so if if yeah if if it doesn't line up with my values and my and my core beliefs then d- no matter how long i've worked for you it, it's not going to work and i had worked for the gentleman for nine and a half years and there were that's other like problems good. within there too yeah. something happened it was illegal that's all i'm saying and i was just like keep in mind I, I already had all these mental health struggles so I called yeah. my friend I texted my friend I'm like he just did this and she goes what are you going to do about it and I I called my doctor on my lunch hour and I said can you write me that that uh doctor's note to get off work on stress leave she he says what do you want me to say I said this is what I want you to say in it I picked it up I come back to work the next day with my with my letter and I am I'm saying you know I'm going off for I don't know how long it was. I think yeah. it was thirteen weeks at the time, and uh, yes. he called me up on a Friday night and said, "You're never coming back, are you?" I said, "No, I'm not." And uh, I was, he's, and you know, I probably might have done it a different way, but at the time, that's what I was. That's you know, that's that's how that's it happened. That's what you needed to do. Yeah, and it's it, Jonathan- if you don't look
1: after yourself and and this was something that i struggled with and had to learn if you don't look after yourself if at some point in time you don't put yourself first you are no use to the rest of the world it just doesn't you have to put yourself first otherwise you need it doesn't work and that was a struggle and a learning for me to go i can't do this anymore something has to change this is what it's going to be yeah
2: absolutely and that's that's one of my biggest advocates right now like i can see the pattern in my life where i let everything come before me and i was just like it it took my dad's first diagnosis of cancer two and a half years ago for me to finally put that implement it um but I am like, if if I feel myself getting to that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? No matter what was on my calendar, it's scrapped, and I'm gonna go relax. I'm gonna go do something fun. I'm gonna go for a walk, run, whatever. Read a book. write a book. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Kimberly, what about you?
1: What have been some of the things? Um, we know from the research that divorce has a an a an impact. On children and so if you've been in that environment or you've had to walk through that it leaves lifelong impacts what was that like for you
0: yeah you know um, my journey I there was never ac- any actual diagnosis or any working with any mm. kind of therapist or things like that um, and you know for anyone who's listening and anyone that's this touches um you know what it ended up producing is suicidal tendencies for me yeah um because i kept everything pretty much locked up that i was dealing with um and there was Mm. abandonment became a norm you know um that i was someone that was easily able to be abandoned right that that whole unworthiness conversation right so yeah. um for anyone who's dealing with anything like that, what I found, especially because if you're not in a position, you know, where it, it it's crazy, especially because it's for me, it started when I was two. So you it's yeah. almost like you don't know life any other way. And so you Correct. don't know, right? Like you don't even know that there's a mental illness issue. And Another I, I personally yes. like to refer yes. to it as a disease, right? Like not like, dis- yeah. like literally a disease. There's a lack of harmony between your spirit, body, yeah. and mind. There's been a disruption. There's been a trauma. Um, and that, that would be the big thing I would want to point to, to anyone listening is, you know, we don't teach people how to process grief. Trauma. And it ends up getting yeah, yeah. locked into our on a cellular level, um, you know, Absolutely. not go into the ancestral natures of it, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so in keeping it simple, keeping it fun, the mental, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, is our little tagline, <laughs> um, is uh, two things that were instrumental for me, and it was um, animals were a huge source yeah. of uh restoration and healing um and and they really pulled forth my empathic parts of my being yeah. um and they mm-hmm. literally saved my life more than once specifically yeah. horses and dogs um and yeah. uh, but and all nature you know speaking to me in different ways yeah. and then the other real key element was um falling in love um, you know, you know, Aww. whether like a best friend or, you know, my husband of 30 years, right. Um, yeah. and again, everyone, not Gary Keller. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, because what was there was that I had to share with him my traumas and the things that I was labeling myself as unworthy, right? Like that I shouldn't even be alive, you know, for the things that I personally had you know, taking activities in over my youth and and young adulthood. And, you know, to have someone to share what you have is worthy of killing yourself over and have them be so loving, so unconditional. And so like, matter of fact, like, what's the big deal? Like, so yeah. you know thinking they're yeah. going to leave you right like think they're going to leave yes. you on the curb yes. right like yes. you know um yes. uh was magic um and you know that was actually I did, my best friend of 30 years was the first person i shared with and then then him and then um you know um and then it just took off from there so, to the point now where I'm able to like, that is a source of where I provide that for other people. And specifically, you know, um, I, uh, had an abortion, which was the result yeah. of the traumas and the, you know, the yes. unworthiness and the, that's the whole world of it. Right. So,
1: yeah 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 um kimberly how uh, something else that i i learned along my journey and something i actually dedicated to doing with my children was the concept of unconditional love because i'd come from an environment where love i felt love and it was conditional on what i said and how i behaved one of the things that i wanted to change in my children's generation was to love them unconditionally and for them to know that no matter what they did no matter what they said no matter what happened to them i was gonna love them anyway um because from my perspective i'd never felt that and i wanted them to experience that you know i am imperfectly um human and i'm not sure that i always did that very well however it was a game changer and, and has been a game changer in getting my daughter through her own trauma because there were points in her life where she had alienated everyone in her inner circle and tried very hard to alienate me but by that stage it was I was able to recognize that that was about her own unworthiness and her feelings of being unlovable and I just kept saying I'm your mum I'm gonna love you forever no matter what you do no matter what you say I'm still gonna love you and there were just horrendous circumstances, sometimes she would be screaming, yelling, virtually fisticuffs type situations, very high level (laughs) angst. Yeah, icky situations. And I would just turn to her and say, it's okay, honey, I still love you. And I think and from her perspective, retrospectively, she said, that's the only thing that kept me on this planet. Was that you just kept saying that no matter what I did, no matter what I said, no matter how, how I behaved, you were going to love me. You didn't like the behaviour, didn't like the words, but I knew that you still loved me. So that that concept of unconditional love is very powerful. Um, Dorothy,
2: how does that play out in in
1: your life?
2: Well, my I knew my parents loved us. Um, hmm. My my. Okay, so my dad wasn't your typical dad, my dad was yeah. my parents made sure that they were on opposite shifts, when we were growing up at one point, so that one of them would be yes. home. And they I actually worked at the same place for a while, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much the entire time we were growing up. So uh, and my dad yeah. was a supervisor, my mom was on the floor. So um, I always knew my parents loved me. My, my dad was more vocal about it than my mom, but you know, it looking, looking now as an adult and, and seeing, yes. Yes. you know, how my mom kind of kept that to herself. I, I can see where it comes from, because I see where it comes yeah. from from her mother, because we're going through that now with yes. my mother. So but yeah. um, my dad was always, um, you know, more affectionate and more um, he, he actually curled my hair one time for school pictures, Aww. and he burnt my ear so bad I thought it was singed <gasps> off, but, I mean, <laughs> he's the only dad I know that did yeah. that back then, anyways, and um, he just an, just an amazing guy, and um, yeah, to not have him hair hard. But um, yes. But to know that we're leaving this legacy of being unstoppable overcomers in his mm. honor, I feel. He would be um, so, he, he would be would... looking down going, go Dorothy. Exactly. And it's, it's funny because my mom, my mom kind of shows love in a different way. Like she'll um, do things for you or... You know, uh, she is incredibly talented. She makes the most amazing, beautiful cards ever on the planet, uh, which are all over the world, including, I think there's one in Australia somewhere and one in England. Um, That's how how far her reach is. But um, she is just so, you know, she'll like, oh, do you need a card for this or that? And she's done so many thank you cards for me because I believe in giving thank you cards, you know, randomly and, and things like that and birthday cards and Kimberly, your Christmas card is here. I just haven't mailed it. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, things <laughs> got crazy, and they're sitting in a bag in my room. Sure, sure. So, no, seriously, <gasps> I can. I would hold me my love until I get my card. All right, I'll mail, it, I'll mail it by the end of the week. Um.
2: Anyway, so with that being said, like she she shows love in in that way, and yes. but and it's it's funny because I I was you know, being daddy's little girl, I know, I wasn't sure how it was going to plan out. Um, because both of them had health issues, like she she's had heart problems yes. and that. So I kind of expected my mom to go first. Um, but that's yes. not the case. And it, it's funny, because it has grown, we have grown stronger and closer as a family. So, and I mm-hmm. have being the the um, leader um Yes. You know, in my family, I've taken a step back and just allowed my brother and my mom to be who they are. And it's been absolutely phenomenal Good. to see, to watch the growth yeah. in them, the, yeah. these last four months. Yeah. That, and so, it, it's funny, because even with my brother, like my brother and I were, we would fight and argue as we were growing up. But, yes. you know, it's okay if I call them an ass, but don't you? Because I would go after you if you called my <laughs> brother an ass. And and to this day... yeah, yes. Yeah you know when he when he had kids uh, that his oldest is 19 19, will be 20 in a couple in a couple months Mm. um Mm. you know things changed and you know no matter what we're always there for each other so it's always been that cycle of love and we may love differently than other people and it's funny because i growing up it was um the chaos of you know somebody always being sick and i never real to me to me that was normal life until you experience life and have friends and their life is completely different than yours but different. um yes different right and um i forget where he's going oh yeah so i i met up with a friend she goes her she her hers was the same way her mom she grew up her mom had cancer her entire life so she you know that chaos of that and i'm like Mm. no wonder why you're always thinking that something's gonna happen because that's how you grew up your entire life thinking something's gonna happen yeah and so Mm. there's always love through everything like not a time in my life where i i didn't know that my parents didn't love me but it was just different
1: (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) Kimberly, um, I'm going to go back to that concept of um, unconditional love, but from the the animal perspective, because interestingly enough, um, the show before this show, um, we were talking about empathy and empaths and the correlation between animals and healing and trauma and I was just going to say the the powerful importance of the unconditional love that a horse or a dog or a cat or an animal of any description can give to a human is very therapeutic. It, was that a help in your own healing, Kimberly
0: yeah it was it was more than a help i mean literally there were um suicidal moments that there's there's one story that i love to share with people um i was in it it lived in the world of being tossed you know from one you know my yes yes you know the whole divorce thing right you know and so i get i got tossed into um, what, what I didn't know at the time was going to be literally the best, like my safe haven, my sanctuary, um, you know, yeah. my, my land of milk and honey at the age of 10, nine or ten, um, yeah. but uh, uh, my father was living on a horse farm with his current wife, and, um, mm-hmm. and it just, you know, every, every time I got tossed into a new environment, um, it, it was scary. Right. You know, it was, it was yeah. petrifying. Yeah. You know? I, yes. And, you know, some of the women he had been married to had been, you know, um, abusive to me. Um, And this was a new wife. Right. You know, so I had, I had no idea what I was walking into. And uh, we got to their, they, they had a horse farm. Um, and uh, we got there. I wasn't there um, more than like an hour and they're like, go clean stalls, you know, and it's like, Okay, here we go, a Cinderella story. <laughs> you know, oh, more of it. Uh, now, I had I had grown up with horses, so I, I loved them. So it w- wasn't a, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like that, just so everybody's yes, like really yes. clear, right? Like kind of that sense of being, you know, everybody else went to the ball and I was being sent to the, you know, stables yeah. to, to definitely. Play. So I was out there and again, I'm not more than nine years old and I'm just... And I'm in this pasture and I'm bawling profusely. And I'm just, you know, so so alone Um, and I'm all alone. Right. And at one moment I felt I felt this air on my head. And so again, you know, imagine this beautiful little girl. Right. Who can't see her beauty at all at this point. And and I'm just like and I'm bawling. I mean, just completely traumatized. And finally, I look up, and over my head was eight horses in a circle, in a perfect circle, <gasps> breathing life on me, right? Oh. Um, and their their little noses up there, right? You know, and it's just like, you know, in that like that, it was just, it was, it is an experience that will be with me forever. Um, and you know, it, in, and then that moment I was like, why am I alive? Like, you know, very much so. Right. And they yeah. they bring yeah. life into me and over me and, and all animals are capable of that. You know, they're, they're, Absolutely. they don't know anything other than harmony. Um, and especially yeah. if you're in a vulnerable traumatic state, they will close the yeah. gaps for you. Um, yes. Absolutely. And that's just one of many, um, my personal pet project, pun intended, um, is my uh, company right now called Golden Grows. Uh, and the intention is to bring together people, animals, um, and plants um, to heal <sighs> and bring yeah. harmony back to that you know uh those relationships and provide that so but yeah in the world of love like they know how to show love at its most raw,
1: unconditionally. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right yeah i know um, yeah. I, uh, uh at key parts of my healing journey there's always an animal involved and um again i talk almost daily about my seven goats and and my two llamas and if i'm having a bad day all i need to do is just walk down the back ramp and into the goat yard and sit with the goats because they just they just love on me uh you know goats are very much my a spirit animal or 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 the the closest thing to me other than my little dog tiki um and yes their their capacity to love you their capacity to take you out of the pain that you're feeling in that moment their capacity to help heal trauma is phenomenal and we actually need to place them at a at a high level within our hierarchy of of amazing things across the world and for which we should be eternally grateful animals should be up there um, and we should treat them with the respect that they deserve Um, before we run out of time girls i'd quickly dorothy i want you to quickly talk about your book and where people can get it we've got the links ready to go up in in uh, wherever this um show will be you're watching this show from the links will be right there in the live chat and then afterwards they'll be in the show descriptor but uh, dorothy can you quickly just tell us about the the
2: name of the book and where people can get it The name of the book is The Overcomer, Facing Challenges with Faith and Courage, which can be found on Amazon or on my website.
1: Fantastic. Now, Kimberly, the question I wanted to ask you was, have you written a book? Have you ever thought of writing a book? Do you think you will write a book? (laughs) Aha! Aha!
0: Yeah. So I do have a book. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's, um, it's part of the yes. overcoming mediocrity series and it's the one on being fearless.
1: Ah. Oh, there we go. There we go.
0: Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it can be accessed on om fearless.com. That's our website.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. fantastic. So what is it you think ladies that is, a key component of humans sharing stories. Why is it so important? I'll go with Kimberly first this time. Why do you think it's so important that we continue to share
0: our life stories? First, no, it's great. Um, I would, you know, it's it's cathartic um, would be if I were gonna put it into one word. Um, You don't realize the impact both internally and externally. Um and mm-hmm. all of life is connected to all of life. So yep. um the stories getting out, you know, out, out here. Um yes. impact is exponential. Um, and the healing, more importantly, yeah. Right? you have no idea to what degree the healing and the reverberation of the healing is. that holding it creates a world of... Um, uh, it compounds the trauma. Yeah, it, it absolutely compounds, it keeps the trauma alive. Um, and mm. and uh, it's also selfish. Which is mm-hmm. just strange words to use inside but in, and I know you guys got it, is you know you're when you're not sharing, And I love what Dorothy said tonight. It's like you don't know who committed suicide tonight because you didn't share. Yeah and, you know yeah. It, 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 and the impact is that big. It is and especially yes. the world we live in today. It, with the with the rate definitely technology with the the clarity of uncertainty. I mean, we always live in uncertain mm-hmm. times. Every day is uncertain. That the reality yeah. of just how uncertain things are is weighing on people. You know, literally. Definitely, the stories matter. And for you,
2: yeah. And for you, Dorothy. Definitely healing. You know, it's to write the, to write that out again. I mean, like I went through ten years of healing before I even wrote the book, but it's like healing is like an onion—you peel each layer at a time. So writing the book Find was definitely and more yes exactly just when you think you finally licked the situation something else comes and triggers it's you something else you go. comes up <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so definitely it was therapeutic writing it but um you know like we've said tonight it, it's by not sharing it um we're doing a disservice to humanity um you know and like you really said it, we have no idea the impact that we have um on by sharing that and and as a matter of fact the other day i i was praying on my way to work and all of a sudden it was strong that there was somebody in my vicinity that was struggling mentally and there was they were ready to take their life and all of a sudden i stopped the vehicle while i just pulled into work i I'm a live streamer, so I have my stream yard on my phone at all times. And I just pulled it out and I'm like, you know, normally guys, I don't normally do this, but there's somebody there out there with a knife or gun, um, something that is gonna, a rope, that's gonna take their life right now. And I just want you to know that your life matters and no matter how much you have screwed up in your lifetime and how much you think God does not love you, God loves you and you are here for a reason and you're listening to this message right now because you know your God is bigger than your situation and I and I out of the blue I just did it and I was just like I don't know I said I don't know who needs to hear it and if you need somebody to talk to private message me right away and I will I will talk with you you know I will help you through it I didn't get a message, but that's okay. I mean, it's out there. It's out there for years to yes. come, for the rest of my lifetime yes. and beyond. yes so if anybody... And you
1: don't know. Yeah. And you may never know, but no. because you had the courage to do what you were prompted to do in that moment, you may never know the end result of that. And you don't need to. Um, And and that's the other thing, ladies, I wanted to say that there's a certain amount of courage required to tell your story. Um, But I can, I can absolutely say, and I'll I'll defer to Dorothy and Kimberly as well, but getting over yourself and telling your story that first time will be the worst moment. It gets better after that. It just does. It gets better for the telling. It gets better for the healing. And you don't know whose life you're going to help, whose life you're going to impact just by heeding that call. And the other good thing about that is that you help heal yourself, because telling that story comes with healing. If you keep it, and and I have this conversation multiple times a week, but... If you don't have the courage to talk about the hard things, you may never get to the place in life that you need to be, you may never achieve the dreams that you were meant to achieve, and you may never help the people that you're meant to help, because there are billions of people out there they can't hear the message they need to hear from me if they need to hear it from dorothy they can't hear it from me if they need to hear it from kimberly and so that was one of the biggest changes in mindset for me to realize that it's not about me it's about the person that hears that story and it triggers a healing process um, a, 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 a prompt to do something different in life, a prompt to seek out therapy, a prompt to go to the doctor. It's not about me. It's about the people in the world that you'll help. Ladies, um, just quickly in the last couple of minutes, what's the best way to listen to your show? When is it on and where can people connect with you? I'll go with Kimberly first again.
0: I'm actually going to let Dorothy take that. Yay. (laughs) It
2: is Monday nights at 7pm Eastern Standard Time. We are on three locations. We are on my LinkedIn profile, which is Dorothy Ann Graham O'Dell. My Facebook profile, which is Dorothy Graham O'Dell or on our YouTube channel, Unstoppable Overcomers. (sighs) And right now we are putting a plea out there To subscribe. To subscribe. Because Kimberly and I have a game going on right now. We're trying. Ah. No, we are not trying. We are going to reach (laughs) 174 subscribers by the end of January. And we need your help. Fantastic. Yes. Yes.
0: And and we'd love for those subscribers to be global. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: That's the best sort. So unstoppable overcomers on YouTube. We need you to subscribe to that channel today. Yeah?
2: Today. Yes. Right now.
1: And you will let us know as soon as you hit that target, won't you? Yes. Absolutely. It'll be fantastic. It'll be tomorrow.
0: I know. I know.
1: I'm expecting an email tomorrow, lovely ladies, going we hit that target, okay? Absolutely. We will hit it
2: we were going to hit it way before the end and then our next target is a thousand so we need you to hit our initial and then our next goal yes yes well
1: let's see what we can do about that wonderful women it is the end of the show it has been a divine pleasure to have you both on radio tony everyday business i'm very appreciative to have met you talk to you dorothy it's just is an ongoing love every time i talk to you kimberly i'm so glad that you're part of this journey as well now just a reminder before we go audience i want you to jump onto youtube go to uh, search for uh unstoppable overcomers and i want you to subscribe we want to be able to announce next week you know what we asked you to do last week well guess what the girls let me know this is how many subscribers they have Dorothy thank you so much Kimberly thank you so much I will be back next week with another episode of everyday business I'm your host Tony Lunnis. bye for now thanks lovely ladies thank you bye. thank you for watching and listening to Tony TV for more inspirational stories join us next week bye for now